Hello and welcome back to First Thought of the Day. I'm sitting here in Valley Studio number 12 today with Aaron Ingbrecht. Good to be back. And Mal Dog Mallory Eaton. It may be Studio 12, but we're still number one. That is 100% true. We are, are ready to rock and roll. This is... This is what four straight weeks for us to do this. Pretty good. We're crushing it right now. Feeling pretty nice. We got a nice little routine down. Yeah, yeah, feeling feeling good. It's it's interesting how many people are like talking to me about it. I don't know. It's it's pretty neat. It's awesome. Yeah. And I'm like I said, we're we're about to get on uh, Apple today. It's going to happen. Ooh. So so out. hopefully even more people we don't even know. That's right. Well, good deal. So let's start off with some comments. Want to? So on uh, on our last episode, we were talking about. All of the uh, – we mentioned rugby for some reason. Well, I, I brought up rugby because it was about football, but I was comparing it to rugby because very physical but no helmets. Sure. Oh, the yeah. injuries, oh, that's right. yeah, yeah, the injury, the injury yeah, yeah, yeah. part. So, of course, we had to have the shout-out and said, hey, let's have McKinley Adams. Hey, if you're out there listening, he was. So, But he replied back with uh, – with, I'm just going to go ahead and call it a lengthy oh, yeah. uh, pl- reply It was a short here. story. More than a comment. Yeah. So, um, so, first off, I'm so glad season two is being produced. I love listening to you guys. Thank you, McKinley. So we like kind. listening to you too, but you don't have a podcast, so that's fine. <laughs> Second, <laughs> sucker. That's so mean. I've begged people to finally reply, and then please, please give to me some some reply. Um, second, rugby statistically sees a lower rate of concussion and major injuries because of a couple of reasons. Rugby players are taught to tackle with their shoulder mm. to wrap their arms around the opposition's legs for the tackle. And a common phrase you will hear on a practice field is cheek to cheek. I'm assuming that means facial cheek. Let's too. hope. Yeah. And as a result, you subconsciously tackle so your head does not get hit or trapped under the opponent. Second, rugby players wear little to no padding. If you look at a rugby player, you might see a scrum cap. And a flak jacket. You know flak jacket? That just my nickname, in, my nickname in high school? I believe that. Well, both are made of thin styrofoam. The former is used to prevent cauliflower ear, and the latter is used for those upper body injuries to prevent further aggravating it. You know, the WWE uses the ladder for upper body injuries, too. Yeah, they do. They take that ladder and they just smash it. Yeah, or like a folding chair. There we go. Either one. Lastly, rugby is a marathon like this email. <laughs> um, <laughs> not a sprint. Every player on the field sees offense and defensive, and and play really does not stop much. You often don't see these massive tackles that are so common in football simply because it exerts too much energy. Rugby players still get injured often, um, et cetera. So, thank you. I love it. Thank you, McKinley. That's a legitimately thoughtful, interesting reply. Very good. Nice work. And I learned a lot about rugby. I know that... Warsaw has a rugby team, and I've seen them on the field a few times, but that's my only experience. And Right there on the highway, it's hard to miss them, right? Yeah. A couple more comments. Let's go. So uh, Susan Walker says, love the Alex shout-out, spelled A-L-A-X. I think I I often – okay, that one's tough to read. (laughs) I think I often overthink my gut. Hmm. However, Hmm. Chris and I often have a collective gut instinct about big decisions – I remember when we were looking to buy our house, we just knew it was meant to be our house when we walked. In. When the walkers When the walkers in. walked, that's not uh-huh. bad. Since then, we've often made our decisions with the mantra of we'll know when we know. Right? Hmm. Not bad. I like that. She also then, for, for episode three, I agree that it would be harder to adjust to living in the past. As far as how far back I could go, I could go back to cassette tapes, but not eight tracks. That's not bad. That's a good. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That'd be a good. That should be merch. Yeah. Right. Um, 
I'm not sure our name wrapping paper was meant to go back to the age of one, but I can't remember a time when I opened Christmas presents without it. Wow. That's okay. cool. Wow. Do you guys do that for for David? No. We, we don't. No, we don't do <laughs> he, that for David. He ate his He ate the paper very first one, and then... <laughs> he thought, we thought he had a legitimate medical issue, so we <laughs> He obviously didn't like that kind, so... No, not at all. Yeah. Um, Scott Sterk says, I am hopeful that Mallory is allotted a working microphone for future trash Should talk. Oh, okay. Perhaps she has to earn the right to be heard. That's right. Mm. Ooh, okay. throwing down the gauntlet. And then, then he says, for some reason, I strongly connect with Aaron's dream of being much larger than others. <laughs> I wonder why that is. Because he's seven foot nine. Yeah. Yes. So that's about right. So yeah, that's it for our comments. Please don't forget to leave us one. Please, please, please. <laughs> We're please. all begging you. Um, but hey, catch up time. What have you guys been up to? Sickness. Everybody's sick. <laughs> Everyone is like, sick. Everybody is sick. Are you down Family with members, the sickness? Family students. I'm. I'm staying strong. Ish. Wow. So <laughs> hanging in there. I'm. Yeah. But I just feel like there's so many students out and teachers and. Uh, I don't know. It's, everybody's sick. We're in the middle of flu season, yeah. so it is it is strong. Yeah, truly. Yeah. How about you, Mal Dog? So, um, ran my first day of yoga club, and yeah. you were in attendance. I was. I got to stand. For those of you who are in the have a jealous mindset, <laughs> I got to be right next to John Hutton. Man, what a dream! That guy's a king mammal. He is a know? king mammal. So yeah, but I I thought it went well. You did a great job, and it was super fun. And yeah, that was my voice, everybody. Yeah. I'm not 14 anymore. Yeah, <laughs> great job. But yeah, but yeah, it was really fun, Very and cool. it was nice to have students and Good and vibes. one student and teachers. But I hope it keeps growing. Yeah, it's an interesting yeah. idea because like I always have just kind of thought like yoga. Like when I think yoga, I, I tend to think females. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's, it, I'm We're not, breaking the mold here. But I got to tell you, our instructor was a female, and the entire class would, were dudes. Yeah, it was all the rest of us were guys. It was, it was awesome. It was a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Um, as far as me, this this past weekend, um, we went to the Akron tree lighting. Nice. Oh. And here's the wild thing. I, I don't know if I've told you guys about my cat. Right? About you, my that goes on walks it, with it's you. It's like yes. a dog. Yes. It's like a dog, right? Well, we were we decided. We always just walk down. It's super wholesome. It's like a Hallmark movie, right? Like walking down, and then they have the big countdown. We're gonna light the tree, and then we all have hot cocoa and sing carols. And it's like it's a, it's awesome. And it was that way this year. But when we walked down, there were there were kids that were like talking to the Grinch and like hanging mm-hmm. out because the Grinch was there and Santa was there. But as we leave and we we walk down, the cat follows us. Right to downtown and downtown Akron. That's no joke. It's y'all. happening. It's it the real deal. The place. And so we're walking down with him, and it's night, and we're kind of worried he's going to dart in and out of traffic and stuff. But we walk down, and so we just keep walking, and he pauses on the edge, and the the people that were there know the kids left the Grinch and just went to the cat. Hmm. The cat, and they're like, "There's a cat here!" Like it's <laughs> amazing. Okay, there's a yes. there's a dude dressed like the Grinch here too. Right. But but they all ran to to Joe, and he flipped out. Probably and he ran away, and so we're yeah. like, "Yeah, he ran home. Good for him. Smart cat." Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. So we we turn around, we have our cocoa, and we leave. Um, 
and I don't know why you uh-ohed, but he was just sitting in the yard in the dark, oh. and when he saw Aww. us walk past, he just followed us home. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, I thought maybe cat. he wasn't I thought he, like, ran away. And then suddenly. Uh, I thought yeah. maybe Joe Perrow ended up somewhere else. <laughs> no, that's well played. Thank you. Yeah. P-U-R-R-E-A-U-X. Ooh. Now With a I little, like, boom loud or whatever it's called above. Yeah. yeah. A little, little double. Several double accent marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, but it was, it, it was like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Because of Winn-Dixie or read the book, <laughs> but it was like, it was like Winn-Dixie was a cat instead of a dog. So, yeah. I was, love that. It was really cool. So he's, maybe he's like. Come, he was a dog and he came back as a cat. So I'd like to ask our audience, do anybody out there have any good pet stories? Ooh, there we go. Would you, would you like to hear my pet story from yesterday? I kind of would, no. So your cat's like, you know, living the Christmas carol dream and being obedient. My cats uh, vomited this morning because they ate too fast and then ate their own vomit. Ooh. Mm. Well, we've all been there. Yeah, so hey, that's... At, at least they cleaned it up. They did. Yeah, oh, thoughtful. Boy. Yeah, thoughtful indeed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so you guys have some questions. I've got the, the, the topic today, so you two should hopefully have prepared something for I'm us. I'm good. I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Hang with me on this one. I didn't know how to phrase it, so it's going to sound weird, but I can explain it. Is there anything... That's pretty weird so yeah. far. Mm-hmm. Is there anything trivial, something that doesn't matter, you guys get trivial, yeah. anything trivial that you like on an abnormally high level? Like, it's, like you're just like, oh, man, this is... Like insanely, but it's like it's totally trivial. It just doesn't matter at all. Oh my, where to begin? Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. But yeah, go. You go. Oh, for- you go. I'm still thinking. I'm still formulating. So those of you who are not watching the recording right now, I have Waterloo is become my my obsession. Right? Maybe they should sponsor us. Maybe they should. Yeah. But they have this. It's, it's Please. A, it's a, <laughs> can we just beg for stuff. <laughs> But spiced apple is like a seasonal drink. And I had, and I'm not kidding about this, I had one can of this, and I became fixated on it. So I don't know what Waterloo is. Is it water? It's sparkling water. Okay. Mm. Sparkling water. That's all it is. Sounds fancy. Yeah. It's super duper fancy. But it's it's really good. It's, it's, I don't know. It's It's a sparkling apple juice. Kind of. But with zero calories. Oh. Would you drink it? And I'm holding it up as if there were a camera here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those, it doesn't matter to me at all. Sure. But it matters to me a lot. Right? <laughs> uh, I'm kind of that way with like, with my routines yeah. a lot too, that I don't really think that I'm going to have bad luck or anything if sure. I don't. But there is a certain routine. And I feel somehow a little bit better. If my routine is is intact, you're also very loyal to a certain type of hot sauce. Oh, oh my goodness! So Valentina and I have a uh, sponsored by Valentina. This episode please. brought to you by please, please. <laughs> but and that was by the way that was my secret Santa gift today nice. oh, or yesterday. Nice. It was a big delivery. awesome like a quart bottle of Valentina. Black label? Nope, nope. Orange label? Orange label? Or yellow label? Yeah, yeah. keeping it original. Yeah, and th- it th- it's it's. I like it. I mean, it, sure. it's got better flavor. Yeah. But but I like the hot stuff. Um, but yeah, that's one. It it's, doesn't really matter, but I'm fiercely loyal to yeah. those types of things. Yeah. So I could keep going for mm-hmm. sure. the entire evening, but I'll... What do you got, Mel Dog? So mine's more of like, 
like there's different things I like in regards to brands, but I'm particular and you've probably seen it in my classroom if you've ever been in here. I like things to be set up a certain way. It's like, I, I don't want to say OCD because I'm not, but um, it's very neat in here. I I like things to be like I can tell when someone moves things yeah. and I like Studio it. 12. Yeah. So I I'm not so bad where like I, you know, I'm going to have a meltdown if things sure. aren't right, but I even when I run drills, it's kind of funny because like as a volleyball coach, you know, things get moved and it's it's chaos most of the time, which I enjoy, but like I want the cones in certain spots or the dots and it's it really shouldn't matter and I've gotten better, but it does matter. Yeah. I yeah. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I when I was younger, if my mom were in my room doing any sort of cleaning, I would say, hey, you were in my room today cleaning, weren't you? And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, how'd you know? I could I could tell. Like, no. things were just were slightly sure. off. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She wouldn't do a massive cleaning, but she was, like, dusting or something like that. And Yeah. The massive cleaning was all on me. So, I know, like, David's a lot older, but, like, with your kids. So, when I go to help them clean their room or put things away... I have a particular yeah. way I like it, yeah. and I really have yeah. struggled with, like, yes. letting – I want to give that autonomy to my kids, but, yes. like, my eyes twitching while yeah. they're moving things. And That's I, 100% yeah. true. I, I do the same thing. I, I will show him, hey, here's how I would do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do it my way, that's awesome, but you do it – and it's – boy, that's that sounds really easy and, yeah. like, noble, mm-hmm. but it takes a lot out of me to watch him yes. do it his way yeah. and it's not a it, it, his way is completely fine it's not mm-hmm. he's not doing it wrong or anything but it's like just say what you want to say to watch him fail yeah, that's <laughs> a, <laughs> no. so yeah great question yeah. excellent so mine is what is your teacher ick so like for example this has to actually these questions kind of correspond so mm-hmm. as a PE teacher there's a lot of equipment set up mm-hmm. and I don't care if your kids are seven or 17, they want to touch everything. Yeah. Like it might require very advanced, like their stations or whatever. Sure. And short of like hovering around it, it is so hard to get kids to not touch things. Or the other ick is like, okay, we played a sport with a ball, right? So it's volleyball or whatever, basketball. I'm like, okay, guys, bring the balls in and it will take 20 years. I don't care what strategy you use it will take at least one kid 80 years to bring the ball back. Even if, like, the bell has rang, and those just, those are my icks. Mr. E? One of the things that really bugs me is when students pack up early and mm. uh, get up and move towards the door. And I've, I've reminded them, hey, that's, that's just kind of a pet peeve of mine. It's not okay. Uh, if there's an image to it, like giving up early, we still have time here, let's, let's sure. use the time that we have. But... I don't know. I just and there's always people gather in a small space by the door. There's usually shenanigans, yeah. tugging and pushing, and if it's freshmen, then there's a fight that yeah. ensues. So Somewhere. that's yeah. that's something that stands out right away. So I agree that that packing up early idea, woo, that's rough. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's I've got good kids, and it's usually one minute to the bell. Sure. But it's, I don't know, it's, it's almost like that principle yeah, thing kind of. Yeah. But my big ick, mm. um, and yours, it, so if, like, we keep our doors locked mm-hmm. and closed at all times, yeah. right? Yeah. All, at all times. But if, if, if someone knocks at my door and someone goes to the door handle and does the whole fake open oh, it, yeah. and ha, 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 or, like, they open it and they hold onto the handle, there's something inside of me that gets really upset at that. Because <laughs> I'm just, like... 
they need to be in here clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's a bigger distraction instead of just like opening the door, like well, come yeah. in. You're sitting over there, like like playing with yeah. it. And yeah. if if they need, like I don't know, I always kind of think if there's a, like a crisis or something, like a yes. real issue, yes. and they're knocking at the door and we're messing around, that, yeah. whoo, my yeah. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, Great. That's two good. two. That's good, yeah, man. good questions. So, um, you know what time it is, Mister E? I'm ready. It is time for Maldog's Media Minute. I'm just impressed we got it right. It. Wow, three for three. I know. Uh, so I'm, I'm steering away from the technology because it was getting a little tech heavy. All right. Um, and I always post the articles in the information section, okay? So all the article's yeah. always there so you can cool. find it. Um, I but even know we had an information You do. Section. So as you scroll like to the bottom, there's like info. What's a scroll? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, and the reason I bring this up is because you're going to have to see this thing. So I can show you all here. I know everyone else can't see it. Um, but the story oh, I found that is, beautiful. is four <laughs> men between the ages of 35 and 39. So sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were charged with theft over an 18 karat gold toilet from the Blenheim. I hope I'm saying that right. Palace. So that is the country mansion where Winston Churchill was born. Wow. So this toilet and it's, I mean, it's every bit of it is gold. There is... It, it's gorgeous. It, it is quite the if, look. If you're listening, <laughs> you need to click on the link that Maldog's going to put up. No, but before you continue, I, this is for all the Seinfeld fans. What would George Costanza say about this? Because he was obsessed with finding the best toilets in the entire city. Well, this was it. So it's valued at 4.8 million pounds. So that would be 5.9 or 5.95 million dollars US. Wow. And it was done as an art installation um, by an Italian artist named Marizo Catalan. So it was, and it's weird because it like the the room it's in is tiny. Like yeah. it's not the most like doesn't look like a fun room to yeah. Like hang it stands. Out in. No. It looks like your atypical like business bathroom. Yes, it does. But then even, the, even the trash can just yeah. like yeah. So, but functional. Look at that toilet paper just hanging there. I know. Like, shouldn't it be gold? Like, I feel like there should be windows involved. There yes. should be like art. That you can see, it's just a gray, blank, nothing everywhere. But that toilet. With a almost $6 million toilet. So toilet. Here's the thing. They got greedy. They should not have tried to take the whole toilet. They should have just taken the seat. Well, they took the whole thing. Mm. And so they believe that there was seven people involved, but only four were being charged. Um, and it was four years ago. So the guy did this art installation. I have no idea Where's why it was at? a toilet. It's... Um, at the Blenheim Palace, I'm assuming somewhere in England. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We can Google it. But um, it was taken over four years ago. Four guys are charged, but they think seven were involved. But they did take the whole thing, so it caused even more damage because it damaged the floor sure. and all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. The toilet's never been found. Whoa. It's still gone to this day. <laughs> well, yeah, they probably melted it down. I mean, maybe. Right? I don't how know. You... So how much, how much did that weigh? I have no idea. I mean, it was gold. The whole thing is... Agreed. How, how much does gold. an ounce of gold weigh? You know, about an ounce. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, like this, you've got to be, I don't know, man, you've got to. It would take seven people. I mean, you've four to seven people. You've got to have a plan to do this. And you like, can't this hide it. This is just something you just steal somebody's, you know, pop in and steal a TV or something. Yeah. Or like the seat. Like you said, you could hide a seat yeah. under your clothing. I mean, you this know, is a full toilet. But you <laughs> couldn't, though. You couldn't hide a seat under your clothing. I mean, you put a seat in there, it weighs 30 pounds. That's true. It mm. is going to be pretty it's heavy. It's not going to be convenient. I mean, you, you need, 
You need like a scooter to get away with that. Just looking at that thing, actually, I might feel a little bit bad <laughs> using it. Yeah, because... I don't know. I'm not worthy. Well, it like, never got used. Desecrate it. I don't want to... It was stolen, so it was put in like that day and that night. It was stolen. Oh, yes. Wow. So it was never actually like unless he. I mean, sure, he could have yeah, used it, yeah. try test it out, but yeah. So it didn't even get to like no trial run. Say, my oh my. Well, that's wonderful, man. There you go. So another, check it out on the. That's another installment of Maldog's Media, Media Minute. Minute. All right. So let's let's talk here. I've got I've got my idea today, and I, I really want to kind of pick your brain about. Bravery, what is bravery? What is courage? Um, maybe because here's here's my here's where my, my mind went um, for my first thought, and this is a one hundred percent true story. Didn't feel super well last night. Walked in this morning, or uh, got up this morning, and I was thinking, man, if I my, my question in my own head, this was my quite literal first thought. If I think, if I try to to act healthy. Mm -hmm. Am I healthy? And I think the answer is no, No. question mark. But then I started thinking, if I act happy, am I actually happy? Hmm. And there's, you know, kind of the science behind if you you smile enough, you'll Mm -hmm. actually start to feel a little bit better. It's like the law of attraction. You you attract, yeah, whatever you're given. But but at least initially you're not. Mm. And so my my big thing that I kept kind of going on was, all the different emotions and all the different things. If you if you fake doing it, are you that? But my question really ended with, if you fake being brave, are you actually brave? Hmm. And that was the only one that I could give at least a hesitant, tentative yes to, right? Like, if, if I fake being brave, if I fake being courageous, am I not courageous? What do you guys think? So I, I agree with you. Um, because being brave to me, and it's such a complex thing, mm-hmm. and, and it's funny because we tell kids to be brave and to take risk and do these things, but really it's like, how do you even define that? But I, I think just being willing to like, okay, I'm going to overcome this feeling, whether I'm truly sick or scared or whatever it is, and, and even if you're faking it till you make it, sure. um, I think that takes some risk. And and to me, yeah, that's bravery. It's You're right on the cusp there. and. How about you? I think, yeah, the faking it or not, I think it's still bravery because you're facing the fear. But the the trickier question to me would be, like, how do you identify bravery if you don't know? Like, if you're just looking at something and you don't know if, if somebody actually has a fear of it or not, like, how do you know if it's bravery? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got, I've got little kids. Um, they'll do stuff. And I don't think they even like weigh the option of like yeah. injury or fear. Mm-hmm. They, sure. They're just completely oblivious to even the potential for injury or fear or, or anything to go wrong. You know, that, that's not really bravery, is it? They might do something yeah. that somebody else can do and it's brave for them, but they're just, you know, ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it feels like it's time for another cat story for me. So, <laughs> so here it is. So the other day, my, my wife calls me over and she's like, look at this. And my cat is on, like, up on the second floor. We've got a, a, a riser by the stairs, like, or like a, a, like a handrail by the stairs. And he's walking the length of the handrail. So he starts where it's the safest, you know, it's a three-foot drop. And every step he takes, it's a much larger drop, mm-hmm. right? Um, he doesn't know that that's, he just 
was fun to be here, right? I don't think that's the same mm -hmm. because he doesn't have to do that. Well, he has nine lives. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a few to waste. That's true. He's got yeah. a few to, a few to, to go. Yeah. But, so, yeah, I guess my, my question, um, my, my next one then is what, what do you guys, how, how would you define bravery in your own life? Like, how would you, like, tell us some, some times when maybe you felt. That was going to be my question. I, okay. I would, my question was going to be, are there things that you do that requires bravery or courage that other people don't realize? Oh, yeah. Like, like yeah. that people around you be like, oh, I had no idea that you actually, like, that was hard for you or that was something that you didn't mm -hmm. want to do. Yeah, that's, that's a great but question. I, I would define it, I mean, it's, it's facing your fears. Like, we're, we're all afraid to do stuff. We're... Mm -hmm. We're hesitant, you know, we kind of, ah, that's not really me. And I think that's a pretty simple definition, not to get too complicated or complex, because there's probably more layers there. But like, if you're willing to say, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of afraid to do this, or I, I'm not feeling like I, I'm up to this, but I'm going to do it anyways. I think there's a certain level of bravery. And it's probably, you know, the, the bigger the fear, the, the more courage or the more bravery it requires. So... Yeah. I mean, even yesterday, like running, I've never taught a yoga thing before. And even though I'm a teacher and it's with friends and it's with people I trust, but there was a slight bit of like, well, what if I, I'm not good at this or if it's terrible, but I was like, you know what? I think the risk is, is more than like, or the reward is more than the risk. Yeah. And it's very fun. yeah, but it was just, just things like that. And, and it's funny because like, I know you're more introverted and even though we like to teach and, and be in front of kids, I hate to talk in front of yeah. peers yeah. yeah which is like i could talk to people all day but sure. when i have to if i had to present in front of a big room of adults i would i would panic a little bit even yeah. though i do that all day yeah, every day i wouldn't expect that out of you no. yeah but i i don't like that you, i don't you like that, at all. that really well yeah. yeah but yeah do you do you guys ever get nervous teaching nowadays because the, the reason i ask this is i i just had a like an a plus student teacher and we were kind of debriefing about the year and on her first her first day of teaching, it was so adorable. She's at the computer and she's talking, and I look and she can't even grab the mouse. She's just shaking, right? And 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 it's not because she wasn't she was completely prepared, but she, it was her show now. Yeah. Right. Do you ever get? And we we talked about it, and then she was kind of asking me, and I'll I'll chime in in a bit. But do you guys ever get nervous teaching? I think at this point in the semester, no. Beginning of the year, there might be some like jitters. Mm -hmm. it, it's different than like as a first, second or third year teacher now. I, it's, it's, you know, I've been at it for 13 years. I've had 13 first days plus, you know, whatever other experiences. So there's kind of that newness where you don't really know and you're trying to figure it out. It's, sure. a, it's a different level of nerves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because you're learning your kid, like you're learning yeah. the personalities and, but like you teach a lot of different classes. Like I just picked up, um, intro to weights, which I have been involved with that my entire life and have yeah. all that, but I still had a little bit of like, yeah. cause I'm trying to do what our strength coach does. I'm trying to make it all, you know, so it's not like I'm trying to follow this plan. And so like when you do get these new classes, you know, I've taught health for, sure. it feels like forever. I don't even blink when I I, like, I know it so well, but yeah. like when you get that new class or, you know, you get switched from, you know, Spanish to, I mean, there had to be a little bit of like, whoa. Actually, 100%. This, this just mm -hmm. came to mind. Um, if I'm trying something new 
in a class that I've just, you know, you, every now and then you're like, I got to switch this up. If I'm oh, trying yeah. something oh, yeah, new yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. man, I really hope this works well, especially if it's something that I've created and I want it to go well. Yeah, like your There's game. a little bit of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do little games and, and simulations and it, I'm like, man, I really hope this works well. I hope they enjoy it. There's a little bit of, there, there's a nerve factor there. Mm-hmm. Like I do feel kind of like, oh, shoot, hope I, it goes over well. 100% agree. Yeah. I, sometimes, I mean, the, the thing that, you know, my, my big mantra in life these days tends to be, Whatever your number one strength is, is also your number one weakness, yes. right? Yeah. And it's just the, the flip side of that. So, like, the things that I'm really good at tend to provide me the most fear as well. Like, like for example, like, I'm, I'm pretty good at thinking. I, I, you know, I'm pretty good at kind of analyzing <laughs> things and, and seeing things with a different eye. But sometimes that goes haywire, right? Like, like you overanalyze it. 100%. Yeah. A thousand percent overanalyze it. And, and I think to myself, I'm standing in front of these classes, and this happens infrequently. So it's not like all the time, but once in nine weeks sure it'll just strike me like they could rise as one <laughs> <laughs> and overthrow me any minute they wanted anytime to. they want anytime sure. and somehow some way they haven't yet <laughs> <laughs> there's so, still a chance still still drinking the kool-aid yeah but like that's a you know, like we do the talent show every year. Yeah. Yeah. Every single year, I get nervous before the talent show. Okay. Every, I mean, I, oh, I was dying that you you had me do it, even yeah. though it was super fun, and yeah. I I'm a decent singer. Like I wanted to die, but it was fun. And and I'm you know, of all of the instruments, I'm probably the one that people care about the least, right? Everybody likes the guitar. Everybody's kind of moving to the bass. The singers doing their thing. The drums, that's fine. That's adorable that they're there. <laughs> But even still, as the guy in the back, hidden mostly by things around me, I still get very nervous. Yeah. Very like it. And when on, on talent show night or, or talent show day, when I wake up that morning, I am wired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is like it's it's like a Friday night football, right? Yeah. It's like a mm-hmm. it's like a game day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I sports wise, yeah. did you guys ever have any anything you had to face your fears sports wise? had to do over the years because you both played lots of sports played lots of sports in the last 20 years the probably the thing i played the most is like softball yeah corporate league softball or church league softball um and a lot of times i would be the leadoff hitter and there's not always but a lot of times there's that i kind of feel it like i'm the first one going up to bat though i don't want to immediately get an out and like you know, just kind of ruin the the any sort of momentum that we potentially have, and so <laughs> no, I mean it's, it's nothing. Yeah, you're but created or mm-hmm. sure. not there, hundred percent. And so, um, yeah, I think I did kind of own that. Yeah, I felt it. Yeah, I, I would get kind of like pregame jitters, even as a you know thirty something year old. Mm-hmm. I haven't played in my forties, so there's still time. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, I, I played college ball, and granted when I was coming through, the, the game is so different now. Like, sure. there's all that you can YouTube and you can do all these things. But, like, when I was a kid, you had you went to these giant tournaments and you had to perform. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you had no control over if you were in or out. And it was like, you had to do your thing or you don't get recruited. And even that, yeah. you're sitting here going, please, someone want me, you know? And so that I'm whole kind. thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I can do this. Um, fun. So the whole thing, that's, that's kind of, you know... 
scary and and but it, it all pays off in the end but so, even now as a coach like before sectionals I will get straight goosebumps I get nervous like I feel like I'm that you know 15 year old on the court again because it's like you, you just care about it so much and you want and you can't give off that vibe because then your kids are like oh my god coach is freaking yeah. out but it's it's a good and I think, I think it's almost harder on the coaching side now mm-hmm. that I've coached some like I feel like there's not much I can do. You can't control like, it. Like I want to, yeah. I can't, I can't make the right moves. My, my image that so I have right have to, now like, is bottle just it up. Mallory Eaton breathing into a paper bag before. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, oh, I get jacked. What's wrong, coach? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. That's a, it's why I, I remember my very first, my, my very first time I ever started in high school. And they told me that on a Monday, right? They said, you're starting on Friday. And it was middle of the season, right? I wasn't, you know. We were, we were kind of off to a rough start. It was middle of the season, and I, they, they tell me I'm starting on Monday. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like this burst of pride. And I'm just like, wow, I'm in the first team rotation. Are you kidding me? This is unbelievable. Then on Tuesday, they, they have the game plan, and now, I, now I, I'm the one getting yelled at first. Because it's my first time. Yeah. Wednesday, it's way worse. Thursday, it's walkthrough, and it's kind of the – pressure's off I don't sleep Thursday night because I, I at least I don't think I did I was flipping out the entire day I don't have a, a single memory of the day there have there were like two or three times that I was like I need to just go tell them I'm not ready to start I'm just I'm not the, I'm not the guy I need to just go tell them I'm yeah not. and but I didn't and and you bring up this idea of coaching yeah like I at least sort of had some image of control out there. Yeah. Nowadays we don't, right? There's none of that. Yeah. So yeah, my, my I guess my last question, and we'll kind of kind of curtail it here. What kind of advice do you have for for people that are that are interested in kind of pushing their comfort zone, kind of opening that a little bit further? Where they want to go? Any thoughts about like advice on how they can do that? You know, I think about this article. There was an article that I had in my classroom for a number of years that I would have students read from time to time um, back when I felt like reading was important. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know where it went. It, it disappeared. It's Teacher it, of the Year, everybody. It, yeah. was, it was something about um, Tim Tebow's relentless pursuit of failure. Mm-hmm. And it was when he was, you know, he had tried his NFL gig. Um, he tried the, the professional baseball gig, and he was kind of working his way through the minors. And they talked about, like, when they asked him, like, why would you want to put yourself in a position where, like, baseball is unbelievably difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're, it's just, to me at least. Like, yeah. you have to be in, I think it, statistically in regular yeah. routines and, like, um, and they just said, why would you want to do this? It's one of the most difficult things to get into. And he said, I just, you know, learned at a young age to not be afraid of failure. Like, he may still feel that fear, but hey, let's just take it on. Mm-hmm. And so I guess my advice would be like, do something small. Don't go big stage. Don't try to become a professional baseball player right now if that terrifies yeah. you. But like, try out for your high school JV first. Yeah. yeah, but like you know, if if it is if it's terrifying to speak in front of a large group of people, start off by going up to one person in the hallway and just saying, "Hey, good morning." That's probably yeah. terrifying to you, but it's a smaller it's a smaller sure. fail if it doesn't go well. 
I mean, you might get punched in the face, but I doubt it. I doubt Hopefully it. Hopefully not. But like, it's try, pretty low try the small things. Try to think what on a, on the smallest level, instead of talking to a hundred, five hundred, a thousand people. What if I just talk to one and I, I just say, "Hey, good morning," or if I even respond to the teacher at the door saying, mm. "Good morning." Um, so just putting start, your start foot small, up and, yeah, and and as and then build on that. Solid. Start small. How about you, man? Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is just little victories, and yeah. then I think too, having someone you trust kind of be your your support system there sure. and and hold you accountable. Like, hey, I really want to get better at this, and you know that that could be your hype man or woman, and that could be your person yeah. that you know kind of helps you do that. So I think cool. support is really important too. So mine, I, I suppose, would would simply be just just remember this: you have insecurities, you have fears, you have doubts, but so does everybody else. And as soon as you recognize that and realize that and embrace that, you're set. Because the fear evaporates when you realize we're all just imperfect creatures, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, it's uh, pretty fun little advice yeah. here to yes. people changing yeah. people's lives. So anything else to add here before we kind of sign off? No. Go for it, people. Yeah, Wonderful. you can do this. Yeah. So write us in. Um, tell us some, some some pet stories. You know, um, maybe tell us some other advice that you have for people to push push themselves out of their comfort zone. Maybe yours is leaving a comment yeah. for there we us. Go. Huh? How about that? This could be Please. a small victory here. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, don't forget we're on Podbean. We're on Spotify. We're going to be on Apple. Yeah, and I think we're on Amazon, too. We're on Amazon yeah. Music. Is it iHeartRadio? Are we on that, too? Sure. Question I'm not sure okay. about that one. I don't know. That one Check either. it out. That one's new, yeah, to so, me. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here on First Thought of the Day. Bye.